Welcome to Sanctuary First and to our podcast this week, which continues in this whole area of thinking about going on a journey and a pilgrimage. We're moving at a base camp, and last week we were looking at the foothills with James Cathcart, but now this week I'm glad that, that Jane Dennison's joining us. Hey, welcome, Jane. Glad to have you on the phone to talk a little bit about uh, your prayers and, and your contribution to Sanctuary First this week. Hi, Albert. Um, great to be involved. Thanks very much for asking me. I really enjoy it. Well, I think I enjoy reading your prayers because you always come up with an angle that gets us thinking about things. And, um, I mean, what did you think of the theme, the overall theme this of starting the new year with the base camp and the journaling idea? Do you think we can encourage more people to do that? I think uh, I think journaling is really important. Um, I think it's probably quite a daunting thing for most people. Um, yeah. And the idea, I think people probably have got the idea of keeping a diary but a journal is not a diary it's it's a deeper reflective exercise and I think people are maybe a wee bit scared of that but yeah. I think it's really useful I, I think it's a really good thing to do and it would be good to encourage more people to do it um, and, and I think the, the whole idea of what you've what you've hooked this on the whole these themes about climbing and, and climbing climbing mountains climbing hills is so thoroughly scriptural isn't it i mean the whole right. the, the whole idea yeah. of going up hills um comes up again and again in scripture and meeting god in in the hills and meeting god in the mountains and meeting god on the journey uh-huh. to i think that, i think that, yeah, that's right and i think it, it, the other thing is that i think people need to realize is that when we get to the summit we're never quite there because we have to go back down again i'm always reminded of yeah. you know that passage in scripture is it where you know Jesus and the Peter and I think it's John are there and and are, and they meet the the rest of the prophets I think Elijah and Moses or something and then the transfiguration and it's all great and they want to stay there forever like can yeah. make a base camp there and say let's stay here forever but Jesus doesn't do that you know and he calls them to go back down again into the world and and yeah. face the music in the difficult places yeah yeah absolutely. Um, so your, your prayers this this week, uh, looking at the prayers this week, uh, you started off um, as beginning to think about the importance of family mm-hmm. uh, and this whole thing of idea of being of holding and supporting us, and um, you know your idea of the importance of our family. Yeah. Uh, I like the way you started it. You, you, you know you you weren't afraid to talk about God as a father, but then in the, in other prayers you go on to open that all out. So in a gentle way, you take us into thinking about God as a father because we're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. But then you take us in to think about Jesus as our brother and also as God as our mother. You know, and that whole idea is a very biblical picture mm-hmm. of of the, the completeness of God's parenthood. Yes. Yes, you know? I, it's something that means a lot to me. And I, I tend to think of the Holy Spirit very much as the mother figure in in the in the Trinity, um, although it's a slightly controversial uh, um, view, I think, that not everybody but in comes the Hebrew, it's that. a she, isn't it, as far as I well, know from my absolutely. memory? Absolutely. Um, in the Old Testament, Ruach is a feminine word. And one of the things that slightly frustrates me is that in the New Testament, the Greek word pneuma is actually neutral. Mm-hmm. And it's only translated in the masculine because the convention is that where there is no other reason to translate it in the feminine, it's translated in the masculine. And I think, well, is the Old Testament ruach not reason to translate it in the feminine? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, so, mm-hmm. so that's a, a 
just a wee, a wee. And we really don't want it to be controversial in that sense. We want no. it to be enlightening for people. Absolutely. To say, Absolutely. you know, it's not like it's not about a man and a woman or, yeah. or mother versus father. It's about just the completeness of our God and how He's yeah. brought us into relationships that make us into wanting to make us into complete people. And there are so many feminine metaphors and images for God. Um, but the, the, the the hen gathering the chicks under mm-hmm. her wings and and things like that. That um, I just think that it, it's not it shouldn't be controversial. No, absolutely. No, it and yeah, all of these things are very very meaningful to me. I like that that whole rounded idea of God as parent mm-hmm. in the fullest sense of that. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and you know that that you know you're going to talk about you know uh, God is our the privilege to call God our Father. And Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and and the King and Counselor, uh, and an honour to call him our brother, mm-hmm. and I, 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 you know, that that is quite chilling as well. But not chilling, but a lot of reasons they they hear because it's yes. it's almost as though God in Christ has been drawn alongside us, you know, and that's the Spirit of God again, the Holy Spirit accompanying, being our accompanier, being our brother, being the one who we can lean on. Yes, yes, um. I have a, a a strong sense of God's transcendence and and the awe of God and just I think sometimes we become so familiar with the whole idea of God and particularly of Jesus as God incarnate that we forget just how immense the Godhead is and and so there is a sense for me of of the awe of God and and therefore trying to capture something of the, that privilege of being invited into the Holy Family and, and being part of that, um, mm-hmm. being adopted in, into this relationship, which I think is just quite an astonishing idea that, that we maybe have become a bit too accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And then and in the next day you go on to think a bit more, more about uh, belaying, which is, you know, is a, a climbing term, mm, yeah. and it's all about being able to take the strain and knowing when to take the strain and when to let more let things loose mm-hmm. and uh, <coughs> I sometimes think you know we need friends like that that, that rein us back in don't we and yes, hold yes. us when we've got things wrong but also will give us rope to explore and, and, and then we need to trust them that they're going to hold us tight anyway yes yeah I mean I I have so many friends who've been so special to me over the years and and who have done all these things that I speak of in my prayer, you know, who to tell the truth, even though it hurts sometimes to hear it, mm-hmm. who are always there, regardless of what's going on in my life, um, who who see things in me and for me that I don't necessarily see myself, mm-hmm. uh, and who just who just care um, in in all the ways that we need friends to care, and I've been fortunate to be on the receiving end of that depth and richness of friendship um so that was a that was a really special one to write actually because of that do you think in some ways that when jesus talks about to his disciples he says to them look i'm I, I'm, I'm your friend and I, I no longer call you servants but i call you friends mm-hmm. it perhaps in the church if we engage with that deeper friendship with one another mm. and uh, what a difference the church would be wouldn't it i mean Oh, absolutely. You could just stop scoring points sometimes, yes. or, or just being a friend to someone and saying, "Well," and holding one. It's a church of friends would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah, 
And the, the verse that has been in my mind a lot recently is how these Christians love one another. Um, and, you know, we're we're so anxious about the future of the church and we're, we're seeking to engage in mission and thinking, what can we do to, to tell people uh, how important all of this is? And actually, we don't need to tell them anything. We just need to love one another. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. we did that and did that properly, we mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to hold them back. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. in... Yeah, it, it's about um, to make. I think I saw a quote somewhere. Something if I can get this right. Um, the it's something about um, being in the presence of a significant person who has got faith in Christ mm. helps us begin to see the significance of the Christian faith. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, I know. I I saw something different in Christians when I was a teenager and I wanted what they had mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I guess we don't well we don't we can't see it in ourselves so we don't know mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's there or not but but obviously the world is not seeing enough of it no they're not or they it, would be coming then, then you went on to talk about parents and your, the prayer and parents was again I, I find myself identifying with that because mm. my parents would have seen themselves as just quite humble people but with a sincere faith yeah. and um, and with great integrity and honesty and their Christian faith meant so much to them but there was nothing pretentious about them or they were just this, they, they just taught you how to how you should really live and, yes and that sometimes one was I quite think, difficult yeah. to write in some ways because I know that not everybody has mm-hmm. that very positive experience of family um, mm-hmm. with parents that I, that I have um, don't grow up in a Christian home or, or grow up in a home where, where things are not straightforward and easy or pleasant. Um, but uh-huh. but in the end, I decided, well, that that's my experience, and I want to thank God for that. So and so that's what what lay behind that prayer. Yeah, and I think I think that's right. I mean, uh, <clears throat> how we we've got to have that sense of honesty as well, mm. and and not try and be someone or. We were not. I remember years ago when I when I was in the youth, the youth fellowship, and there was this guy who he became a Christian and he was going to give his testimony, and he he gave his testimony. He was a member of a gang, and he had, he had this this really <coughs> tough experience in life. Yeah. And we were all really impressed by that until we met his brother, and his brother said, "What a load of cobblers." Huh. He's, He's never in a gang in his life. You know, <laughs> he's part of a really good family. You know, so what he was trying to do was impress us by you know, well, wanting to be on the wrong side of the track so that people would say, oh, yeah, you know, he, he, you know he's um, a crossing the switchblade guy. And he wasn't really at all. That's really know. interesting. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, then you're going to talk about family circle. Um and mm-hmm. you, again, that's where you talked about God, Father, Brother, Mother, mm, uh, yes. for the earthly family. Uh, and thank you for husband, children, sisters and brothers, <clears throat> and for that rock in our lives. Um, yeah. Uh, and and it's, I suppose it's also to open that up, isn't it, To for those who maybe don't have all of those relationships, but to see that within the community of faith, yes. of the church, we should be seeking to develop that kind of family. Yes, yes. Um, we should be family for those who don't have family. 
Yeah, um, I remember years ago somebody complaining about services being called family services because they didn't have a family that they could bring along, and mm-hmm. and um, and of course that was completely missing the point because the point was it was the church family that was getting together mm-hmm. to have the service. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about having a nuclear family to bring along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but having said that, you know, the, my my nuclear family and my extended family has has been is a, a rock in my life, and mm-hmm. and are and and they're not slow to point out my faults, and but always in in fun, but there's seriousness as well, and mm-hmm. um and it's a place I guess where you can be yourself in a way that is difficult to be yourself mm-hmm. in, in other places, and that's really important. Mm-hmm. To be able to be yourself and to be accepted, and in that way, the the family, even if they're not, even if they're not Christian, can mm-hmm. model the love of God in just accepting you. Absolutely, that's a lot. Of that's very true. So, in in the following days and tomorrow, Saturday, <clears throat> what can you remember the themes that you've been looking at? Because they've not got them on the web yet. But um, yeah, can you remember where that goes? Friday was about um, the person that I has has helped me to make my way um, in my growth as a Christian and as a minister. Um, it, it's, it's Friday is about my mentor mm-hmm. um, and and the way that presence, that mentoring presence, has supported me through through my journey my through my journey of growth I, I suppose all the other relationships yes there was growth but they weren't specifically concerned with my growth and development as a person as a person whereas mm-hmm. I, I do feel that that there are people who have assisted me in my growth and development as a as a christian but perhaps most specifically as a minister um mm-hmm. and that so so friday is very much about that relationship and then Saturday is something is about relationships that we might not even know about. It's it's very Saturday is very much about the people who hold us in prayer that we might not even know hold us in prayer. But I have a very strong sense of the great cloud of witnesses that we are part of something that transcends the boundaries of geography. So Christians all over the world are part of that great cloud of witnesses, but also transcends the boundaries of time. So Christians throughout the ages are part of that great cloud of witnesses, and that all of them actually are are cheering us on in this great race of faith. And I have a real sense of that, and I find that thought very spine tingling. So, mm. so Saturday was, <coughs> was dedicated to those folk that mm. pray for us and and. And are are waiting to receive us when we finally go to be with God. Um, when our earthly days are done, so, so Saturday is about about that relationship, I guess. And we might not know ever who all belongs there and who all holds us in prayer, but but people do. You know, I often think that's a good argument or, or a good way to begin to understand why I think online church can work yeah yeah because um, we already have a model of praying in community with people we have not we can't even see but 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 we know are there and you know here is a here is something that's really i find quite mind-blowing 
I was speaking to a, a deeply spiritual Christian leader in India. His name is Brother Brother Abraham, mm-hmm. and he goes to China to 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 support and encourage Christians there from India. And he said that sometimes when he's in prayer, he said, "I go to India. Mm. My spirit is carried to India from India to China." Yes. And he said, "I'm in the room with them praying." And and the way he spoke about it was, it was actually as though he felt himself physically transported to that place. Yeah. You know, and it was almost like a whole new area of prayer and spirituality that, you know, you read of in the Bible, but to hear people openly talking about that begins to challenge us all to see the importance of what you're talking about, yeah. this crowd of witnesses. and the internet and what we're doing with the internet, could that become something, a, a sign to us of something much deeper? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, yeah. listen, it's, uh, I think we've had a really good conversation, Jane, and I think we could speak longer, but maybe somebody's on the bus and it's just come to the bus stop now and they're <laughs> going to get off, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they, they've been in China with Brother, Brother, Brother Abraham but they've got to get back now and they get into their office and get on with their work. But um, thank you for spending the time and the, the hours in writing these prayers because I think they've been a great blessing to many people. Thank well, you. Thank you very much. Thank you, for, thank you for talking to me. I've enjoyed our conversation too. Hopefully you'll join us for our next podcast, uh, which will continue thinking about some of the thoughts behind the prayers that have been written in Sanctuary First. When you're down and troubled And you need some loving care And nothing, oh, nothing is going right Just close your eyes thinking Yes, and soon I will be To brighten yeah, even your darkest night You just call out my name And you know wherever I am I'll come To see you It's winter, spring, summer of all Really all you've got to do is call And I will be there, yeah, yes I'll be there You've got a friend
and searcher Well, they'll take your soul if you let them Oh, now, don't you let them You just call out my name Good to know that you've got a friend Walking and talking tonight Here we are at the troubadour We never thought we would do this anymore But this was the Ain't it good to know? Ain't it good to know?